Well, congratulations. You made it to the 10th and final podcast on Engaged Encounter. This is Pastor Dan Spiro again, and I hope you enjoyed writing and exchanging your engagement promises with each other. This last podcast is about healing in marriage, and we will focus on showing how our awareness of ourselves and our sensitivity to each other has grown during this podcast series and your times of sharing together. Our relationship can bring healing into our daily lives, just as Jesus brought God's love and healing into our world. May this last podcast bind you together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. The title of session 10, which is the final session, is Healing in Marriage. Our relationship can bring healing into our daily lives, just as Jesus brought God's love and healing into our world through his human relationship. The decision to heal each other is life-giving. Through the grace of healing, both partners can be made whole again, and our relationship is brought to new life. Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 through 16 says, As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against the other, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Carol and I don't always agree with each other, which makes it difficult to follow these instructions. When we are life-giving to each other, we strive to live by God's example and imitate Christ's compassion for giving attitude. These virtues are all held in place by love. To heal and to be healed is a most precious gift. When used frequently in marriage, it can restore our fractured relationship to wholeness. It's easy for me to think I'm helping Carol for her own good. I like to have sufficient light on while I'm working at our desk. It's frustrating for me to, when Carol and I see Carol working there in a dim lighting conditions. So I flip on the lights to help her see better, which I judge she resents when she tells me she was doing just fine without my assistance. I just walk away without even saying, I'm sorry. If you really think you need to apologize, it's easy to say quickly, I'm sorry, and move on without real regard to the other's feelings. When I was still working, 
Occasionally I would get involved in my project and would stay a little late. On one occasion I did end up being a couple hours late getting home. I walked in the door and said, I'm sorry for being late and not calling you, but what for dinner? I'm really hungry. This action was not life-giving and completely overlooks Carol's anger and concern for my safety. I was acting casual trying to keep control of the situation while trying to pacify Carol and was just ready to move on. I enjoy planning, whether it's a major trip, a weekend retreat, or going out for the evening. I'm a detail-oriented person. It was easy for me to ignore Carol's ideas by just telling her what we were going to do, knowing she would enjoy my plans. I didn't want to lose control of what was important to me. It was several years into our marriage before I came to the realization that I had been shutting out Carol's ideas. I had hurt her more than I realized. She had many good ideas that I hadn't considered before. I took the risk and became vulnerable to Carol by asking her to please forgive me for my narrow-minded approach to our leisure time. This transfers control to the one who is hurt. Through Carol's forgiveness and the healing process, we now share together in planning what we enjoy. Sometimes pride gets in our way for both giving and asking for forgiveness. When I realized that I'd been quick-tempered with Ron, the best way to renew our relationship and be life-giving is to ask for his forgiveness. All too often, though, I may try to make up for the hurt I've caused by preparing his favorite beef and noodle dinner or giving him a card that says, I'm sorry, instead of asking, please forgive me. Sometimes I've even tried to ignore my sharp-tongued remarks and hope that we'll both just forget about them. These are all evasive tactics that don't work because the hurt still remains. When Ron has been quick-tempered with me and asked for my forgiveness, I may judge that he's just had a hard day and excuse his actions, rather than actually forgiving him. When we ask and receive forgiveness, it means we accept and love each other unconditionally. The harmony is restored in our life, and we are once again reconnected. Forgiveness seeks to heal both the one who is hurt and the one who caused the hurt. In Ron and my love relationship, hurts are bound to happen because we're human individuals and aren't perfect. We each bring into our love relationship different backgrounds, feelings, and experiences. Just as the concept of to love as a decision is life-giving to our relationship, so too is the, de the decision to heal each other through asking for and giving of forgiveness. Recently, we were having several friends over for lunch. We had discussed and planned the menu together. I'd figured out what dishes we were going to use, but hadn't shared this particular detail with Ron. Several days before the event, Ron was concerned about the table arrangement. And I told him that I had it handled, 
He continued by suggesting certain dishes and I again told him that I had it under control. By the third time he brought it up, in a raised voice I yelled, I told you I know what dishes we're using and I've got it taken care of. As soon as the words were out of my mouth, I realized how hurtful and thoughtless I'd been. I know that Ron is very detail-oriented and that, for his peace of mind, he likes to have all the details worked out well in advance. I could have so easily prevented Ron, Ron's anxiety by sharing my thoughts with him the first time he asked. I immediately said, Ron, I've been so thoughtless. Please forgive me. Then I shared my thoughts about the dishes I plan to use. Ron immediately said, yes, I forgive you. Gave me a big hug and we both felt reconciliation in our relationship. This is an example of a little everyday hurt, but through this grace of healing, both Ron and I could be made whole again. On the other hand, if I had refused to accept Ron's forgiveness, I would be feeling guilt. Thankfully, in accepting Ron's forgiveness, I could move on. By me accepting Ron's forgiveness, we enjoyed a good time together with our friends and our relationship was healed and made whole. Many years ago, my company held a monthly dinner at one of the hotels. It involved a social time, then dinner, followed by a speaker. It was a time that I looked forward to and enjoyed. After one particular meeting, I decided to stop at another local club. I wasn't going to stay long. I was just curious about the place. After I arrived home fairly late, I was feeling very guilty about the lateness and where I'd been. In my own mind, it wasn't that I'd done anything inappropriate. It was the thought that I didn't want to upset Carol. And also, what she didn't know wouldn't hurt her. So I just told her that we had a very long-winded speaker. Our dinner meeting several months later included our wives. During casual conversations, one of my colleagues made a comment about my stopping at this particular club. Well, this took Carol by complete surprise and left me embarrassed and speechless, speechless about not telling her the whole story. When hearing that Ron had stopped at this club and not come directly home after the meeting, at first I felt disbelief. I was sure the colleague had Ron mixed up with someone else, but from the conversation that ensued, I quickly realized that what I was hearing was true. I felt hurt, like being stabbed by a knife in the heart. My mind started to wonder, wander as if if this had been the first time, or had there been other times, my trust in Ron at that moment was at a low, and I was beginning to a slow burn. On the outside, I smiled and carried on conversations with others, but inside I was hurt and angry, not wanting to make a scene, I suddenly became very quiet. I'm sure my body language was conveying the fact that I was angry at Ron as I sat with my arms crossed and my back toward him the rest of the evening. Our relationship was disconnected 
and I wanted to be anywhere but there. I wanted to lash out and have Ron feel the hurt I was feeling. And at that moment, the only thing I could do was to ignore him. Our home was several degrees cooler for several days. We were polite to each other, but there was a tension in the air. And it was like we were walking on eggs, being very careful at every step of the way. I tried to evade Ron, not wanting to confront him for fear of finding out that there was much more to his story. During this time, our usual holding of hands and hugging was non-existent. I wanted to get our relationship back on track because I really missed our closeness and realized that even though I felt hurt, I was the one who needed to ask for forgiveness to be life-giving to our relationship. I asked Ron if he could take a few minutes, if we could take a few minutes together because I had something I needed to talk about. We sat together on our couch and I reached for his hand. I quietly explained that I didn't care that he had gone out after his meeting. What hurt was that he hadn't felt comfortable telling me about it. I was afraid that there was more to this story than I had heard. I shared how disappointed I was in myself that my trust was turning into distrust, and I asked him to forgive me. I believe it was more than a few days, at least for me, before we reconnected. Even though Carol had asked for my forgiveness, I decided to ask Carol for her forgiveness as well. Our actions had caused both of us to be hurt in our own way. Through this mutual forgiving of each other, we strengthened our relationship and again experienced joy. What I learned is that I can be open with Carol, even though I might feel guilt about my actions. I also learned that our trust in each other increases as we openly forgive each other. Nancy and I are two very different people. We approach life in vastly different ways. I have always been one to let the chips fall, taking life as it comes without laying out plans or making lists of things to do. Nancy is much more organized, carefully planning every day. Once when we were getting ready for a trip, she had lists for both of us to do and to pack. And yes, I forgot several items on my list. Nancy's words were sharp and to the point about my organization skills. I felt worthless as her words telling me how forgetful and disorganized I was burned into my heart. I wondered what she had ever seen in me. When Dan told me he forgot to pack his swimming trunks, I thought to myself, oh great, now we have to find a store to stop at and we also have to shell out more money to buy swim trunks. I knew I had written it down on his list, and I was upset that he had forgotten to check his list. It had been another busy week at work and at home, so I didn't have time to pack for both of us. Besides, Dan usually likes to pack his own suitcase, just like he prefers to buy his own clothes. He doesn't want me to pick out clothes for him. Then I thought about how we were trying to save money 
and somehow kept ending up with more month than money with several days left in the month before payday. I felt frustrated like I did at work sometimes when I thought I was the only one working while my co-workers were goofing off. I snapped at Dan and said some things I should not have said. I have the tendency to speak right away without stopping to first think about what I am saying and the impact it will have on Dan. I was crushed. I doubted myself and my abilities. If I couldn't pay attention to the simplest tasks, how could I respond to Nancy's needs for organization and planning? How could I live up to Nancy's lowest expectations of me, let alone her greatest? I felt empty and alone, as if I had lost something important to me. My doubt in myself grew, and I withdrew further into a shell of loneliness. I wasn't willing to talk. I remained silent afraid to speak. The distance between Nancy and I was like a heavy bank of fog, thick, gray, and damp. When Dan shared how he felt hurt from what I said about him being forgetful and disorganized, I felt defensive at first, like I needed to put up a shield to defend myself from attack. However, I made the decision to put aside my feelings and listen to him as he shared and described his hurt feelings. When I realized how much hurt he felt, I made the decision to love Dan and ask for his forgiveness. Our marriage is a covenant, a visible sign of God's love. My asking for forgiveness allowed us to experience healing and wholeness in our relationship. Actually, the healing that took place in our relationship was more than just between Nancy and me. As she asked for forgiveness, I also had to realize that I am very sensitive to criticism. Swallowing my pride, I ask her to help me be more organized in things I do. As Nancy offers suggestions, I try not to be defensive. I also seek to surprise her by actually remembering to do the things I said I would do and make lists to assist me. Even though there can still be some tension between us on an organizational level, sometimes we can laugh at my mistakes and draw to get closer together as a couple. Forgiveness can be so difficult. Without forgiveness, healing cannot take place in a relationship. The same is true with God. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, how can we ask God to forgive us if we do not forgive those who trespass against us? Are we willing to forgive ourselves as well? 
Forgiving ourselves and others is not easy for us as humans. When we do forgive, it creates healing for us, for our relationships, and with God. If our couple relationship is hurting, our relationship with God will be in need of healing as, as well. This is why forgiveness is so necessary. I have had the opportunity to see the powers of healing at work in marriage. Not long ago, I visited with a young couple who had some painful issues in their marriage. As we sat down together, each of them shared hurts they were experiencing. Tears were shed but they didn't stop holding hands. Before long, they began to forgive each other for the pain they felt in their relationship. The forgiveness they shared brought them closer together. Healing was taking place in their relationship. That evening, I watched as their relationship was renewed and began to grow strong once again. I felt amazed watching this healing take place in this couple's relationship. I'm sure God was smiling as they became closer once again. Since forgiveness is so important to healing in a marriage relationship, praying together can be one way that helps with the healing process. Jesus gave us a perfect example of a prayer that guides us into forgiveness and healing. Please join us in praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. There is a list of questions and instructions on page 10.2 of your worksheet. Continue to enjoy your time of sharing together. We want to thank you for listening to Healing in Marriage as well as all of the Engaged Encounter Experience podcasts. May God bless you as a couple now and also in the days ahead.